0: Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. reading of God's word. I just felt this in my spirit just rise up. Today's a real good day for a miracle. Who believes you're in a house of miracles today? Well, I'm ready to preach. I've had three weeks off, so man, I am ready. Anybody ready for the word today? Just before I preach, I wanna tell you and all my precious ones who watch us on live stream how much your hunger for the Lord is such a blessing to this preacher. I wanna thank you for being a church in these days that are crazy, that loves to pursue God's presence. How many of you believe that everything the devil meant for evil, God's flipping the script and turning it for good? But in this moment, I've I've come to realize that I don't have all of God that there is to have. There's more of him available. And if there's more, I want more. I don't want just more of God. I want God to have more of me. (laughs) How many of you want him to have all of you today? So I'm going to preach from Isaiah chapter 2. I want you to get right there. I'm going to be reading from the Message Bible. I was going to read from the Amplified Bible, but it was too loud. Can I get a witness? You'll get that on the way home. All right. The Message Bible, verse 1 says, The message Isaiah got regarding Judah and Jerusalem. There is a day coming when the mountain of God's house will be the mountain. One translation in the NLT says, it will become the most important place on earth. This house, this mountain will be solid, towering over all the other mountains. All nations will river toward it. People from all over will set out for it. They'll say, come, let's climb God's mountain. Let's go to the house of Jacob. He'll show us the way he works so we can live the way we're made. How many of you want to live fully the way God intended? Zion's the source of the revelation. God's message comes from Jerusalem. He'll settle things. I said, he'll settle things. He'll settle things fairly between nations. He'll make things right between many peoples. Do it, Lord. Do it in America. Do it in Calvary. Watch this, church. This is what's gonna happen in God's house. They'll turn their swords into shovels and their spears in the hose no more will nation fight against nation they won't play war anymore they'll get their eyes off of war come on now and they'll get their eyes on the harvest come on spears and swords will be replaced with implements for the harvest here's what it says come family of jacob let's rise Let's live in the light of God. How many of you want this to manifest right here? It says this house, there's coming a day when God's house will be the mountain. I wanna preach for a few minutes along these lines. God, this is my prayer. Make this house your mountain. If you're gonna come somewhere, come here. If you're going to move anywhere, move here. I'm not saying you can't move somewhere else. You can. But I'm asking you, Lord, make this house your mountain. How many of you want this to be the house where God's mountain, his presence, his power is revealed? Slip up your hands. Lord, we love you now. And you are beautiful to us in every way. I pray today and in the coming weeks that you would make this house afresh your mountain. Have your way and we'll give you praise. Somebody who loves him, give him a mighty praise right now. You can be seated, precious. Folks, I I was out of the country actually studying this text and it's one of the most beautiful promise-filled passages that I've come across in a long time. Isn't it something that this text could be written thousands of years ago, but be so apropos for the moment that we're living in right now. The Bible says that there's coming a day, and I believe we're living in that day, when the house of God will become the mountain. The NLT says it like this, it says in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will become the highest of all. It's gonna become the highest of all. It will be the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. I've come to let you know that God's house is still important. Coming together with God's people is still important. And one of the assaults of this season that we've been in is the devil is trying to halt the gathering of God's people. I've heard people say in this last season, I've realized I don't need to go to church. I can serve God right by myself. And I know that coming to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. But the truth is, I guess you can be married and not go home. But how many of you know marriage sure makes a lot more sense when you come home? Hebrews 10.25 says, fail not the assembling, the gathering of yourself together. As you see the day of the Lord approach, see it's necessary that we come together and don't get it bent. God still has designed us to need him and need each other. God has designed us to come together in faith, come together in encouragement, come together in victory. I read a statistic recently that said one in three church attenders have not come back to church since COVID and the jury is out whether they will or whether they won't. But I have made up in my mind, y'all, that I am not giving hell one inch. Now, I'm not saying that, especially in this season, that it's not wise to be sensitive and careful. I understand that, I really do. However, we must be cautious that we don't allow hell's agenda to cause us to develop new habits on times that we should be together. So whether you make it your business to join online in this season or you get in the house, we've got to get together because there is strength when we come. together. The Bible says in this text that there would come a time when God's house will be the mountain, the most important place on earth. I want to tell you the most important house on earth is not the White House and it's not the house of representatives. The most important house is the house where people come together and they magnify the name that is above every name. It's the house where we believe that miracles are possible. It's the a house where lost folks are found, sick folk are healed, depressed folk receive joy, people in battle walk in victory. This is the most important house of all. And my prayer in this season is God make this house your mountain. Now, I'm not conceited in any way to think that this would be the only place that would become God's mountain. I want this to be a mountain range. I want this region and this city and these counties to rise up with churches on every street corner that believe in the mighty power of God. But I'm telling you, if God's gonna move anywhere, if he's gonna bring revival anywhere, if he's gonna wake up any church, I say, Lord, you don't have to go across the street. You don't have to go down the road. You don't have to find another city. Make this house a sacred gathering. Make this house your mountain. We need to understand that the mountain of God precious is not just a religious gathering. It's not even a social gathering. The mountain of God's house has to be the place of encounter and transformation. I care less about going through religious rituals. I don't give a rip about being cool. Come on somebody, I want God's presence. I thought about this a lot in this text over the last weeks and I began to study and try to understand how God often revealed himself on mountains in the Bible. When you go to a mountain, it represents going up higher. Is there anybody ready to go higher? Okay, I got a few of you. I said, is there anybody ready to go higher? So significant things happen on God's mountain when God chooses a place to make his name known, when God chooses a place and a people to pour his spirit out, now I want to look at some mountains in the Bible that became God's mountain. And I want to share with you the characteristics and the things that happened on these mountains. Number one, I want to talk to you about Mount Gerizim. The mal- this is the mountain where the enemy was cut off. It's the mountain where the blessing is spoken. And it's the mountain where the promises of God are released. If you define the word garrison, a actually means cut off. I wonder if there's anybody here ready for the attack of the enemy to be cut off. Oh, come on now. I'm praying, God, make this house your garrison. Make this house a place where addiction is cut off, where infirmity is cut off, where sin is cut off, where cancer is cut off, where COVID is cut off, where infirmity is cut off, where sexual bondage is cut off. I am determined that there are things that the enemy has tried to attach to you in this season. God says, I'm cutting it off, I'm cutting it off because this house is his mountain. Oh, I need somebody who's ready for God to cut some things off. Just cut it off, cut it off. Mm. Garrison also represents the place where the blessing of God was spoken just before the children of Israel possessed the promise. Not sure who I'm talking to today, but somebody's closer to your breakthrough than you've ever been. This was just before the children of Israel possessed the promise of the promised land. And the Bible says in Deuteronomy, when the Lord, your God, brings you into the land and helps you take possession of it, he said, you must pronounce the blessing." at Mount Gerizim and the curse at Mount Evil. In other words, you need to curse what needs to be cursed, but you need to bless what needs to be blessed. I curse sickness, I curse confusion, I curse doubt, I curse divorce, I curse bondage, but I bless the next season, I bless you. See, you have come into a house today where we boldly speak and declare the blessings of the Lord. See, the devil is a good blaster, but God is a better blesser. How many of you believe that God is better at blessing than the devil is at blasting? It's in God's nature to bless his people. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So you're in a house today where we believe that the blessing of God needs to be spoken. So not only does garrison represent the place where the blessing of God was spoken, it represents the moment when the promises of God were made available. There was something about speaking the blessing that made God's promises available and it's time to attack the enemy. It's time to cut off the devil's attack. It's time to cut off the devil's ways. It's time to cut it off and speak God's blessing and possess God's promise. Now, how many of you are ready to possess some promises in this next season? Okay, Job said, you will decree a thing and it will be established. So we're gonna take a moment and we're gonna confess this. So slip up your hands, precious, and say this after me. Say, this house, shout it out. Say, this house is God's mountain. Today, the attack of the enemy is cut off. Today, I declare the blessing of the Lord is released over my life and my family, say it, say today, I possess every promise of what God has made available to me. If you receive it, come on, give him praise. Lord, I just receive healing. I just receive an open door. I just receive, I speak that blessing. I decree a thing and I establish it. The attack of the enemy is cut off. This is garrison. Make this house your mountain. And then, precious, there's a mount in the Bible called Mount Nebo. I've actually been there. It's in Jordan. It's in the land of Moab. But Mount Nebo means this. It means the prophetic mountain or the mountain of prophecy. Now, I declare that this house is a prophetic house. I declare that we are not groping into the future. We're not wondering or worried or full of anxiety. But this is a prophetic house. As I said, I've been to Nebo. I've stood right there where God took Moses and Deuteronomy 32 and showed him the promised land where the children of Israel were headed. It's the place where he saw it in advance. It was a prophetic mountain. And my prayer here today, y'all, my prayer in this moment today is that God would make this house his Nebo, make this house a prophetic house, make this house a house where the supernatural manifests. Prophecy can be defined as this. It's the history of the future oh that's deeper than you realize I said prophecy is the history of the future because see because God is everywhere and he's not bound up by time that means the future is already history to him so when God speaks prophetically prophecy I feel like preaching it's defined as the history of the future I believe that God is so big he's so omniscient omniscience that's what that is that means he's all knowing he knows everything he's so mighty, he's so omnipresent that nothing takes him by surprise. That means in the beginning, he already knows the end. And I'm believing that the God who I serve is gonna come in this house and show me what I need to see before I need to see it. That God is about to give us prophetic insight so that even before the devil attacks, we've already got the strategy to defeat him. Oh, if you wanna be in a prophetic house, open up your mouth and. Give God a praise. So, so God in this moment will give us prophetic and divine insight on what to do in the next moment. I declare that the, this house is God's Nemo, it's God's mountain, so therefore, this is a prophetic house. If you wanna be a part of a prophetic house, just give the Lord a little praise right now. I want to be a part of a prophetic house. That's what I want to be a part of. Oh, come on, some of y'all are serious about it. Now, now, you may be here today and you say, well, pastor, I really don't believe in that prophecy stuff. It gets a little bit weird. It's a little bit strange. I don't believe it's necessary, but I am here today and I beg to differ because walking in the prophetic with divine insight positions you to prepare, overcome, and walk victoriously into the future. See, the devil thinks he's gonna sneak up on you in this next season, but before he even devises the strategy, God is already gonna give you the ability to overcome it. If you're ready to walk in the prophetic until the unseen is seen, give God a praise in here right now. I think about 2020 and 2021 on a personal level, on a physical level, on a family level, on a ministry level, it was the most challenging season that I've ever had. Can I be transparent with you? It was intense. Who would admit that the last season has been an intense season where the honest folks at? But there were times that the Lord would speak to me prophetically and I didn't even get my mind completely around it. I remember when I stood in this room and there was nothing but chairs and a few of my staff filming and I said, in the name of Jesus, our revenge will be revival. I said it in faith. I didn't even understand fully what was going to be happening over the next months, but I've come to let you know that before that attack even came, God had designed that when it was coming into fruition, that he would pour his spirit out. How many of you are ready for the revenge of revival? In that moment, God, I remember when he so clearly spoke to me and he said, I'm going to answer prayers for you in your 50s that you prayed in your 30s. Come on now. I was barely 30 years old when I came here to be your pastor. I I left, oh, Jesus, I left the evangelistic field. God was bringing revival. And baby, when I came here, we didn't have anything. We didn't have any resources. We didn't have hardly any facilities. Things were falling apart in so many ways. It was a challenging season. The people who had been there were doing the best that they could, but I'm not going to lie and say it wasn't challenging. But I want to tell you, in that time, we didn't have anything. So on my heart was one thing. one thing I prayed for was revival. I was praying for a move of God, and I believe in my 50s. prophetically, I'm about to step into the greatest move of God that I've ever been a part of in my life. Is there anybody here that's revival ready? This house is God 's prophetic mountain. I want you to raise your hands and say this right now. Say this house is God's prophetic mountain. Say, he speaks to me. He gives me insight. I hear him and my future is secure and my future is full of victory. If you believe that, give the Lord a mighty big praise. Number three, there's Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is the mountain where truth is spoken. It's the mountain where Moses received God's law and his law was established. But not only did Moses receive God's law, God's glory was revealed there and encountered. And I declare in the mighty name of Jesus, just as Mount Sinai was the place where God spoke his truth and his law to Moses, just as that was a mountain of truth, this house is God's mountain where truth is spoken. Listen, I love you and and you are precious to me, but I love you too much to stand here and not preach the truth of God's word. We've got too many now that are caving to the culture. They're caving to the pressures of society. They are modifying their belief system in God's word. There's so much pressure in the church to adjust now in America, our biblical standards of truth. But I have come to tell tell you that I still believe that the Bible is absolutely true and God's church must never be silent on these matters. We have to speak about justice. We have to speak about protection for the unborn. We have to talk about racism on any level. We have to preach the truth of God's word. We have to stand for the sanctity of marriage. Hell's agenda is to rob this generation of their identity through gender confusion, through confusing them in such a way that anything that they would believe about themselves, the devil wants to contradict God's word. And we have got to rise up precious and preach the truth and love and let a generation know. We certainly always preach truth, come on now. We don't back down, come on now. How many of you know this world needs a revival of biblical doctrine? We don't back down from addressing issues of sin, never have and never will. So we preach the truth with grace in view. And it tells you this, it don't matter how lost you are, Doesn't matter how bound you are, doesn't matter how far you've fallen, there is grace enough to save you and change your life. And I know sometimes truth, precious, is uncomfortable. I know sometimes truth is inconvenient. I know that there are those who wish that Jim Rayleigh would be a little bit quiet on issues and not talk about these matters, but here's what I know. Even though truth is sometimes inconvenient and sometimes it's uncomfortable, can I say this to you? No matter how uncomfortable truth is, hell is more uncomfortable. Where are the pastors that will preach with eternity in mind? I love you too much not to stand before you in love and preach the truth. Is there anybody here today that can say, Jim Rayleigh, I came to church not to be coddled, not to hear what I want to hear, but speak to me the truth that will unlock every shackle that the enemy tries to put on me. As I said earlier, much of this generation has been assaulted now in matters of identity and gender and otherwise. Come on, somebody. They're identifying now by pronouns and all of this is such a contradiction to who God made us to be. I feel sorry for those parents who don't have a common sense Bible-based mentality as it relates to gender and sexuality. I feel sorry for you when you try to explain the birds and the bees. Come on, somebody. These parents have to explain the birds and the bees, the bees and the bees, the birds and the birds, the birds that used to be bees, the bees that used to be birds, the birds that still look like bees, plus the bees who look like birds, but still have a stinger. Come on, somebody. I said the bees that look, the birds that look like bees but still have a stinger. Y'all know exactly what I mean. Did he say what? I think he said, I said exactly. What what you thought I said, folks, it's not that hard. We need a revival of sanity. I don't care what the AMA says. I don't care what the AMA has released saying that we can no longer define gender for a child at birth. The devil is a liar. We need a revival of sanity in America. We need to get back to our senses. You say, well, what's saying? Genesis 5-2 says male and female, he created them. Not not trying to be hateful. That's the Bible. And we got to speak truth. Here's what I know. This stuff can no longer be ignored in God's house. And I am determined that this place will be a Sinai. This place will be a mountain of truth, a house of truth in a lost world. How many of you say, God, make this house a house of truth? Your mountain. But Sinai, precious, also represents the mountain of glory and encounter. It represents the place where Moses said, I want to see your face, God. It was a place where God spoke to Moses. The Bible said, face to face, like a man speaks to his friend. See, I have decided y'all that in this time that I'm living in, I want to be God's friend. And so, my strategy, you could ask my wife, I tell her all the time, I'm now approaching God like he is my friend. I talk to him in the car, y'all, y'all, come on. I talk to him anywhere and everywhere and I just tell him how good he is and how much I thank him, I tell him what I need and since he's my friend, he comes right there, come on. My prayer in this hour is that God would make this house his mountain, that he would make it a Sinai, where we encounter him, where we see his face, a house full of his presence, but not only that, a house full of his friends. Tell your neighbor, God is my friend. Yeah, I want this to be a house full of the friends of God. I have made up in my mind that I want to be God's friend and I want everybody in this house to be God's friend. I declare that this is God's friend zone, hallelujah. So many places call themselves houses of God and they say they want God's presence, but when he shows up, they make him feel like a stranger in his own place. They want his presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, but they have no desire for his presence, P R E S E N C E. But I've come to let you know, we have made up in our mind that we wanna be God's friend. So I say, Holy God, if you're gonna come, come on in here. You're among friends. Y'all, y'all, come on. How many of you want God to feel like he's among friends? So when you're among friends, you just be yourself. You don't have to fake. you don't have to put on airs. So God just come in here, be who you are, heal somebody, deliver somebody, put somebody's marriage back together. I'm your friend, every friend of God, open up your mouth and give God a praise right now. I want him to feel adored. I want him to come in this place every time we get together and know that he's among friends. Now, number four, there's the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives represents the place of prayer, the place of intercession, come on, the place of surrender, the place of fresh oil. Come on now, I said the place of fresh oil. Y'all, I need to get, I need to keep preaching, but I felt that. I said the place of fresh oil and the place of victory. I've, I've stood on the Mount of Olives many, many times. So many of you have stood right there with me. You've been right there in Gethsemane with me. And there's no place quite like it. If you ever go there, 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 there it's hard to describe the presence of the Lord that you feel and the weak that just comes upon you because this is the very location among quite possibly the very olive trees where Jesus prayed it was his place of encounter with the father it was his place where he prayed and quite honestly this was the place where victory was secured for you and me some of you guys think well he won the victory on the cross no he won the victory in the garden when he prayed prayer is a place of victory when you pray you don't pray towards victory you pray from victory come on somebody it was his place of encounter it was here at his place of intercession That he said, Father, I really don't want to die. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to be humiliated. I don't want to be massacred and mangled and strangled. I don't want to hang naked with the rubbery mucus from the throats of the people who hate me. I don't want to hang naked before my very own mom. I would really rather this cup pass from me. But somewhere in that moment, something rose up inside of him and he said, nevertheless, Not my will, but thine be done it became a place of victory Jesus won the battle for the lost not on the cross of suffering but at the altar of power the altar is a place of encounter it's a place where the father reveals himself and my prayer in this hour is Lord make this house your mountain of prayer make this house the place where we know how to bombard heaven until children get delivered make this a house of prayer where we know how to bombard heaven until the attack of the enemy is broken, until rebellion flees, until revival shakes us, until COVID runs out of our nation, until the shifts manifest. If you wanna be in a house of prayer, give God a praise right now. We'll never be a house of miracles if we're not a house of prayer. So my great desire is that God make this his mountain of prayer. But this is also Mount Olives. Jesus prayed. Y'all get ready. I feel this. He prayed in Gethsemane. Now, if you take and transliterate and define the word Gethsemane, Gethsemane precious means this, the the place of the oil press. It's the place where the olives were pressed and the oil came out of them and the oil was used to make the anointing oil. So I declare that this is God's mountain, that this is the house where pressure turns into oil. Y'all don't make me come down there. I said, this is where pressure turns into anointing. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that the pressure you've been under is creating the anointing that you're getting ready to walk in. Tell somebody, look at them and just say, hey neighbor, let me give God praise because my pressure is releasing my anointing. Come on, come on, devil take that devil take death my pressure is releasing healing my pressure is releasing revival my pressure death. So we, we don't we don't know the full scope of God's power sometimes until we get under pressure the olive is bruised but the bruising bling brings the blessing so you're ready to do this with me? Slip up your hands right now, let's confess it. Say this, say, God is turning. Say, God is turning my pressure into anointing. Therefore, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. The yoke will be destroyed. The burden will be lifted because of the anointing. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. God's turning your pressure into anointing. Oh, the devil ought to leave you alone. He wouldn't mess with you if he knew that all that's happening right now is the pressure is releasing my oil. How many of you are glad that pressure will release your oil? Oh, the devil's stupid, isn't he? Now watch this. This is also the mountain where Jesus ascended and it's gonna be the mountain that he returns to. It's the mountain that Jesus shows up on. How many of you wanna be in a church where Jesus shows up? God! Make our youth ministry, a youth ministry where Jesus shows up. Make our children's ministry, a ministry where Jesus shows up. Make our worship, a worship that just facilitates an atmosphere where Jesus can show up. So this mountain of intercession, surrender becomes a mountain of anointing and oil but it also will become a mountain of victory so my prayer is this lord make this house your mountain of victory i've come to tell you believer if you trust god you will have v-i-c-t-o-r-y <laughs> I said you will have victory, 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 victory. Victory, 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 victory. Victory, 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 victory. Victory, 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 victory. Victory, 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 victory. Victory in your family. Victory over sickness. Victory over sin. Victory over bondage. So my prayer is make this house your mountain of victory. Come on. Now, watch this? Number five, Mount Moriah. This is known as the mountain where Jehovah provides. Y'all don't make me preach today. Mount Moriah is the mountain where Jehovah provides. This is the place where Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, you remember? And just in the nick of time. Come on, how many of y'all know he's Jehovah Rapha and Jehovah Jireh, but he's also Jehovah Nick of time. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all know sometimes he's even Jehovah sneaky? Can I get a witness? He'll move when you don't even know how he's gonna move. He'll make a way when you don't even know how he'll make a way. And in that moment, God provided a sacrifice. The Bible said in Genesis 22:14 that Abraham called on the name of, he called the name of the place the Lord will provide. One translation said he called the name of the place, Jehovah-Jireh, and it is said to this, this, day, it is the mountain of the Lord, it shall be provided. I declare that this is the house where God provides. I declare that God is providing everything we need in this house. And I declare not only is God providing in this house, God is providing in your house. Okay, I better say that again. I declare the blessings of the Lord are being released over you. Jehovah Jireh is providing everything you need. If you believe that, give God a praise right now. I better ask you again. I said, if you believe that God is doing it, give him a praise right now. The Lord is providing. I look back at this last year over, the, over this ministry and it seems like with all the drama that we dealt with as a nation and as a people that Calvary would be at the hardest place we've ever been in in 2015 20- four years this week of ministry. It seems like this would be the hardest place. But can I say this to you? We have had our best year financially that we have ever had. We have more money in the bank than we've ever had. We're giving more to missions than we've ever given. We're building campuses and starting new churches because I've come to tell you that God is a provider. Somebody give him a praise right now. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying Jehovah Jireh has made this house his mountain of provision. And if you believe he'll do that for you, open up your mouth and give him praise. So I declare that the blessings of the Lord and blessing is not always money. How many of you believe deliverance is a blessing? How many of you believe joy is a blessing? How many of you believe breakthrough is a blessing? How many of you believe power from on high is a blessing? How many of you believe the presence of God is a blessing? I dare you right now to give Jehovah Jireh a praise and every blessing he has for you. I didn't plan this, but here's what I want you to do. If you believe Jehovah Jireh is going to be Jireh with whatever you need in this next season, I want you to praise him like you got it even before you get it. One, two, three, give him praise right now. Jireh, 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 make this house your mountain of provision. Come on, let a roll rise. Uh, so you can be seated, precious. Now, I'm not going to apologize to you for letting you praise God like that. You, you, you don't want a preacher that's scared of praise. Come on now. All right, I'm going to try to land this plane. The, the text that I read spoke to me so profoundly. If I'm being honest with you, I wept over this text. I cried over it. When I read that text, I said, Lord, make this house your mountain. If you're gonna move somewhere, move here. Because to go to a mountain means we climb a little higher. So the Bible said, the message Isaiah got regarding Judah and Jerusalem. There's a day coming. Tell your neighbor, it's today. When the mountain of God's house will we'll become the mountain. Solid. Towering over all the other mountains. Everything else is going to pale compared to what goes on in here and in these mountains across our nation. It says all nations will river toward it. People from all over will set out for it. I'm telling you, I believe the Holy Ghost is about to blow COVID out of the nation. I said, he's about to blow it out of hospital rooms. He's about to blow it out of people's bodies. And this, this building can't contain what God's getting ready to do. I believe that. They'll say, come, let's climb God's mountain. Let's go to the house of God, of Jacob. He'll show us the way he works, so we can live the way we're made. Isn't it time to climb higher, y'all? Zion's the source of the revelation. God's message comes from Jerusalem. He'll settle things. Our nation is broken, but he'll settle things. And I'm gonna tell you this, it may make you mad, but God's more concerned about the church than he is the nation because the nation can't heal the church, but the church can heal the nation. He'll settle things fairly between the nations. He'll make things right between many people. They'll turn their swords into shovels and their spears into hose. You know what he said? He said, there's gonna come a day when I'm gonna be so real in my people's presence. It's gonna be such a mountain that they won't study war anymore. He said, they're gonna stop fighting among themselves and they'll turn their swords into shovels and their spears into hoes and they'll get their eyes off of division and onto the harvest. See, that's my prayer. God, let us get our eyes off of division and get our eyes on the harvest. It says, no more will nation fight against nation. They won't play war anymore. Come, family of Calvary. Let's live in the light of God. That's why this house must be his mountain. It's where people gather in his presence and glorify his name. And it becomes the most important house on earth. It's the place where we beat our swords and our spears of war into instruments for the harvest where we say, Lord, let us get our eyes on the lost. Here's the deal. I don't want him just to stop with this house. I want it to be in your house. But not only do I want it to be at your address, I want it to be in you. Because 2 Corinthians 5, 1 says, our body is the house where our spirit lives. So here's what I'm declaring, Lord, make this house your mountain. How many of you can put your hand on your chest and say, Lord, make this house your mountain? yeah 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 make this house your mountain make me your mountain make me your house make me your dwelling place come on put your hands on your chest and say make this house your mountain somebody put your hand on your chest and raise your other hand and declare this after me declare this say god Say this house, this house. Come on, pat your chest and say this house is your mountain. This house speaks your blessings. This house possesses your promise. This house walks in the prophetic. Say this house hungers for truth. This house, shout it out, embraces your glory. This house loves you as a friend. Say, this house knows the power of prayer. Somebody shout, this house knows fresh anointing. Say, this house is the mountain where God provides. Somebody say, my God, this house, this house, I don't want to study war. I don't want to study division. I don't want to study ugliness. Put your hand on your chest and say, Lord, make this house your mountain. Let me love the lost. Let me speak in unity. Let my words heal. Somebody give God praise. Uh, Make this house your mountain, make this house your mountain not just a gathering place. I don't give a rip about screens and sound and all that stuff if God's presence isn't here. We don't even need to unlock the doors. Make this house your mountain. But Lord, more than anything today, make this house You're a mountain. There's one more mountain I want to talk about and then I'm done. I love you so much. I missed you. I prayed for you while I was gone. Pray for me. Pray for me too. I want more of him. And I want to lead the way he wants me to lead. I'm hungry for him. There's one more mountain, precious, that I wanna talk about, and it's called Mount Calvary. Mount Calvary is the mountain of redemption. It's the place where the blood of Jesus flowed to redeem, a fallen world. The name of our church is Calvary. And I prayed last night and I said, Lord, don't just let us be Calvary. Make this house Mount Calvary. Make every gathering a Calvary Gathering, men's ministries, youth ministries, kids ministries, women's ministries, every campus. Let it become Mount Calvary. Let it become a place where the blood of Jesus flows like a river. Maybe you're here today and seeing taking hold of your life. Everybody standing, if you can, please. Maybe you're here today and the enemy has bound you up. But I would say, welcome to Mount Calvary. You're not in a perfect house, but you've come to a house of redemption. God, this is your house. There's not any bondage that you have that God can't break. If you're bound sexually or you're bound by addiction or you're bound by sin or you're bound by depression, Mount Calvary is the place of redemption. You say, well, pastor, you don't know how great the struggle is. Jesus on Calvary shed his blood to strangle your struggle. You look around here today, man, and you think, hey, these people got it going on. You don't even know the pit that a lot of us crawled out of. would admit that he's brought you from a mighty long way. So so I would say to you today that if you're bound in any sin or anything separates you from God, this house is his mountain. How many of you received the word today and you're claiming everything that I taught? But of all the mountains that are important, none is more important than this one. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.